Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Faces of TBI podcast series, the number one podcast for brain injury and concussion resources. I am Amy Zellmer, founder of FacesofTBI.com and your host. Today, I'm going to be talking with Natalie Fostbauer about gardening your way to brain health with compassion and grace. This episode is brought to you by Integrated Brain Centers. Located in Denver, Colorado, Drs. Shane Stedman and Perry Maynard are experts in functional neurology and treat complex concussion cases from around the country. With over 20 years combined experience, they are leaders in helping patients who are suffering from post-concussion symptoms, including dizziness, vertigo, headaches, and more. For your free consultation, you can find them online at integratedbraincenters.com. Hello, I am Amy Zellmer, and you're listening to Faces of TBI, a podcast series for survivors by survivors, raising awareness about traumatic brain injury, one podcast at a time. Those of you who don't know who I am, I am a TBI survivor from a fall on the ice in February of 2014. I'm a frequent contributor to the Huffington Post, Thrive Global, and the Good Men Project. And I am author of Life with a Traumatic Brain Injury, Finding the Road Back to Normal, available on Amazon. Additionally, I am editor-in-chief of The Brain Health Magazine, and you can get your free digital subscription at thebrainhealthmagazine.com. And I'd also like to invite you to the Concussion Discussions video series, which is running this week. Um, if you happen to be listening to this podcast um, in a recording uh, down the, in a future date down the down the road, you can still participate. Go to concussiondiscussions.com and register for this free virtual series. You can learn more about me and the podcast at facesoftbi.com. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Zellmer. Also, please join Amy's TBI tribe on Facebook to connect with other survivors, caregivers, and loved ones. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to Natalie Forstbauer, and Natalie is a TEDx speaker, an award-winning entrepreneur, author, organic, and biodynamic farmer, and a traumatic brain injury survivor. She is passionate about human potential and seeing people live their best lives. Raised on an organic farm, trained in polarity therapy, alternative medicine, neurofeedback, and transformational leadership. She brings a wealth of knowledge and life experience to her audiences and clients. Gardening and farming with a brain injury showed her healing is not always about fixing what we perceive to be broken. Compassion and grace can turn brain injuries and adversity into brain upgrades and new opportunities. Getting dirty in the fields, taking equipment apart, And and leaning into the powerful wisdoms of nature, Natalie learned what it is to nurture and harvest one's gift and to compost adversity into something meaningful and valuable. Founder and editor-in-chief of Heart and Soil magazine, she brings together the quality information and advice on regenerative agriculture and global health. So welcome to the podcast, Natalie. I'm so thrilled to have you here today. Thank you, Amy. It's my honor to be here. Really excited. So, Natalie, I would love to just start by having you share with our listeners um, your traumatic brain injury story. Well, thanks. Thanks for holding the space for that, Amy. Um, so, I it was in 2003, 
and it was November of 2003. And I had just written my very first book. I was published in two other books um, that came out at the same time as a contributing author, and I just actually completed my first book. And we were on our way from the prairies in Saskatchewan back to the coast in BC, and we stopped in Calgary. We picked up a lot of my books because we're headed to my book launch. And um, we're headed over the the Rockies, and um, our vehicle uh, ended up going about 240 feet off the side of a mountain just by fields, BC. And um, so at the time of the accident, I I was sleeping on the front seat of the truck, and um, I didn't have my seatbelt on. And, uh, and you know, it, it actually um, may have saved my life because the, the roof, where I, where I would have been sitting, the roof was peeled back. There's a tree through the, the seat where I was sitting. And what happened to me is I was thrown underneath the dash. And what I, what I say, literally caught by the hands of God or the angels. And, um, and that's where I landed, the brain injury. When I woke up, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know where I was. I didn't know um, that I'd just written a book. I didn't know... I knew the person in the vehicle with me was important to me, but I didn't know who he was. Wow. So you had like um, severe amnesia. Yes. Yeah. Initially I sure did. <laughs> yeah. 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 I knew. Like, yeah. And it was really, it was um, like, it was just very curious because it, it, it was like there was. It was like I was suspended in time and space. Yeah, and were you able to regain your memory? Um, yeah, I was. I was very fortunate. Um, I didn't not. Well, I was within twenty four hours. I knew my name, and um, I really trusted. Mm-hmm. Um, I really trusted that uh, that. The, like my picture was on the book, so you know, Dave was like, "Natalie, that's you. That's your name. It's you." And so, eventually, I was like, "Okay, <laughs> okay." And wow. then by the end of the day, I um, like I knew I knew that my name was Natalie, and I knew that um, he was um, my beloved partner at the time, and I knew uh, that I had brothers and sisters, and I knew, but I and I and I could kind of, I had so I had these glimpses that I I could feel into but I but there's I mean even now there's stories that I wrote about in that book that I do not remember like I I just really don't remember I can kind of remember the feeling of them but I don't actually remember them so it's really it's an odd thing Mm -hmm. I I think it would be similar to you know when we're real small like two and three years old and we went on a family vacation. And while I don't have actual memories of that trip because I was too little, but I've seen the pictures and heard the story so many times that it starts to feel real. Um, yes. I, I have to think it's a similar feeling, except you're an adult. That, that's right. That's such a great analogy. That's exactly what it's like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I I lost my short-term memory, so I couldn't remember what I did 10 minutes ago. And I mean, it. but then like the next day I would remember. So it was super strange that, that time kind of lost meaning almost. It was, it was really, really strange. Um, yeah. 
and everybody yeah, has and I, such different experiences. So that's, you know, that's what's so fascinating about brain injury. Yeah, it's really true. And I actually had short-term memory too, and I still do sometimes. And honestly, like th- today I'm trying to figure out if I know I worked out yesterday, but I can't remember if I worked out the day before and I only worked out <laughs> two days in a row. <laughs> and I've been going through my, 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 my notes and my day and I, and I still haven't been able to like land, like, did I work out? days ago so and then there's the short-term memory which is like yeah you know you put down your keys and you actually can't find them yep mm-hmm. and yep. they're right where you left them that's right <laughs> so yeah. natalie um tell us how so you were raised on a farm yeah. and you you said you had just published a book before your accident um so tell us you know, what, what were you doing before your accident and how has that changed and transformed into what you do now? Well, that's a good question. And I'll, and I know that <laughs> our time is limited here, so I'll do as short as I can. So before the accident, I was, um, I was a professional speaker and coach and also, um, was trained in alternative medicine. So I had to practice in polarity therapy and, um, and I also was partnering with uh, my partner at the time, um, and we had an organic farm. So, uh, so I and I was booking speaking engagements like two years out in in front um, for like keynotes on healthy living and life balance. And the book was called Health in a Hurry: Simple Solutions for the Time Star. So it's all about how to be healthy when you have no time. And um, so at at the time of the accident, I really felt like I was really on purpose and. Uh, living very um, fully and engaged and I was excited about life and um, we also had an organic um, black line which we which we put into stores across Canada so there was all this amazing happening and then I landed with this brain injury and I couldn't remember um, I couldn't like initially I couldn't remember who I was let alone like um, Mm -hmm. what I was going to talk about so it was really confusing at first, Amy, because I went undiagnosed for a really long time, and I'm not talking like a day or a week or two weeks. Um, it was about five years before I was diagnosed with brain injury. And, you know, funnily, the, na- the term brain injury was thrown around a lot before that, but I, there was, I could not wrap my hand around it. I could not wrap – when people would say I had brain injury, I, I couldn't, like, I just couldn't get it because – I was so convinced that I could fix myself and, um, and I was so convinced, right. Yeah. You, 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 you laugh or cough, but yeah. <laughs> you might know what I'm talking about. Right. Because like, I, I just knew, I knew the power of visualization. I knew the power of like intention. Right. I knew the power of eating the right foods and the power of um, uh, like surrounding yourself with the right people and doing the right exercises and looking after myself and, you know, doing all the things that I thought would get me to where I wanted to go and, make me who I wanted to be and um, it just wasn't like that anymore because I couldn't remember which toothbrush was mine like <laughs> right, which color right. toothbrush was mine let alone like you know taking orders for stores it was so hard everything became hard you know everything became hard it became hard to to cook to like I couldn't remember 
my newest stove is cooking for, but I couldn't remember how to use it. So every time I use a stove, it was like relearning how to use it every single time. Okay, mm-hmm. so that knob turns on this burner, and you know it actually turns on that burner. So it was this um, maze of nothing making sense, you know. Like I was living in a small town, and I was the kind of person who would remember everyone I met and everything about them when we had a conversation and I was meeting people three and four times and reintroducing myself to them. And they were saying, we've already met. And I'm like, are you sure? Because I remember everyone. I've met. Right. <laughs> yeah. What, so, what year was your TBI? It was in 2003. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, isn't that amazing? I mean, that's not that long ago, right? Like that's the two thousands. Um, that's right. But they still, they just, they had no clue. I mean, they Still have no clue. I mean, even people in car accidents today, nobody even brings up the fact that they probably had a brain injury. Um, it's right. getting better, but definitely 17 years ago, I mean, it's not a surprise it took you five years to get a diagnosis. And, yeah, you know, was. you struggle and struggle and struggle with, you know, like you said, just which toothbrush is mine and how do I use the stove? Like just simple things. Like I couldn't use the microwave. I had no idea what buttons I needed to push and think of how many times a day we use a microwave, right? Like it's just second nature. And then all of a sudden it's this foreign object and people just cannot relate and understand and understand. And it's incredibly frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And um, it gave me a lot of compassion for once I realized what was happening, once I realized that I wasn't remembering things and that I was having the same conversation multiple times and that I was, um, you know, that it was me who was leaving the taps running, that it was me who was uh, leaving <laughs> projects half done, that it was me that would like – our, our entire, the entire water to the house was turned off one day, and I was only one who had been home for, um, you know, like the week. And it was unexplainable. Like, I still don't, I still actually don't know why and how I would have gone downstairs to do that. <laughs> but I did the weird, oddest things. <laughs> yeah. You know? And then when I, so when I learned it was me doing all these things, what it gave me more compassion and grace for was, um, you know, that early onset of dementia and Alzheimer's when people first start forgetting and how easy it is to cover it up, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. I just like, my heart just became a little bit more tender for those moments for, for our, yeah. our, our humans that walk that path. Yeah. And, and you had mentioned earlier, you know, like the law of attraction and, you know, I, I was on a similar path. Mm. Like I knew what I needed to do to get myself like feeling better, not, not, not fixing my brain injury, but just feeling better as a whole. Mm -hmm. Like I knew I Mm -hmm. needed to do yoga and meditation and breathing. And I was very much into the law of attraction. And I knew that this had happened for a reason, but you know, it took me a solid year to figure that out. Um, Mm. You know, and so when, when something like this happens, it is, it throws your whole world upside down. And, you know, I just couldn't, you know, apathy 
is something that's not talked about enough. And, you know, we're often written off as non-compliant or lazy um, or mm-hmm. not motivated. And in reality, it's apathy, which is a true neurological condition in which you can't get the energy to start a task. Like once you start a task, you're fine. But it's starting that task. It's getting off the couch and walking into the kitchen, right? Like, so I, I think that's something that's just not talked enough about. And, and not understood. I mean, it's all not understood by doctors, but, um, you know, and that's why we do what we do to raise, to raise the awareness. Um, but mm-hmm. what was it, Natalie, that you finally in five years when you finally got a diagnosis, what was it that finally helped you? What, what kind of got you over the hump? Well, I think it was a whole bunch of things happening all at the same time. Mm-hmm. So up until that point, I was working really hard to get my life together, get myself together. And I also had three babies in a very short period of time during that time. Um, and I knew that I was not looking after them to the level that I knew they needed to be looked after. And that scared me because – yeah. I was the oldest of 12 kids. I grew up being a camp counselor. I had mad skills when it came to looking after little. And I I was having a really hard time, Amy. And um, I don't know if you watched my TEDx brain injury to brain upgrade. Did you watch it? Uh, I just watched it briefly. Briefly, yeah. Um, So, um, like, there were, anyways... I I won't go into that right now, but um, so that was happening. I was not showing up the way I wanted for my kids, and um, I had seen another neuropsych, and they said, um, you know, like the healing you've had is like where you are today is probably as far as you're going to get, and um, most people don't heal much past like the two-year mark that, you know, that famous two-year mark that people say, and I was just like, are you kidding? And I just was so defeated. I was just like, well okay, so if this is my truth, then what am I going to do? Because I could not um, I could not continue the way I was continuing, so I had to pivot. I had to shift to um, instead of trying to make myself um, remember and be all the things that I wanted to be, I had to really turn my attention towards what I could do. And I was like, okay, yeah. I can, I can love my kids every day and I can make sure they're fed three times a day. And I, so I went to my doctor and I just said like, I need help. And so then I got some help from the acquired brain injury. Um, it's called ABI here in Saskatchewan. And they started coming in um, a number of times a week and they helped me set up routines and schedules and, um, so part of it was me accepting that I had a brain injury and going, okay, yes, I need help. And partly I fell through the cracks because I had been re- referred to ABI three times or more in the five years prior and for some reason just kept falling through the cracks and not getting um, the support that I really so desperately needed. So um, so partly it was me uh, noticing and accepting and partly it was me um Mm-hmm. really recognizing that I needed help. Yeah. 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 And being able to recognize that is huge. Cause I mean, I, I always forget the name cause it's a really long medical term, but there is a name for people who think that they're better and they're not. 
right? Like they truly yeah. think that they're completely fine. Um, that was and it's actually, you know, it's the brain injury. Like, you know, it it's is. the whole concept of like when someone is concussed, whether it's an accident or playing sport or whatever, but the person who has just been concussed, you can't ask them, how do you feel? Can you go back in? Can you keep driving? Can you keep doing whatever? No, no, no. no. You can't. They think they're fine. You know, it's that, that adrenaline rush right. when you first get hurt. It's like, no, you need to assess them and pull them out. Um, you know, it's, That's it's that right. whole yep. concept. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, how it, has... Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say it, it was really vulnerable. It's really vulnerable when people have brain injuries. And I think that's a really important point that you touched on, Amy, because within a year post brain injury, I, we needed cat firewood for, for the wood stove. And, um, and I went head to head with my partner saying, I can use a chainsaw. And he's like, no, you can't. And I was like, <laughs> so as soon as he left, I was like, watch me. I know how to do this. And now, no, and I remember being out there with the chainsaw and I would find it running and I would find it in all these weird places. Oh, and I was like, I know better than that. I'm like, why is that chainsaw still running? I could have tripped and I could have fallen on it. And all these things were not making sense. I was like, wow. Oh, like, what is going on here? And, now, and at the time, I was still like, I can use a chainsaw. And now looking back, I'm like, oh, my, no one, like, of course I couldn't use a chainsaw. Man, so of all things. <laughs> <laughs> and so, anyways, I, I just appreciate you bringing awareness to that because, yeah. honestly, a lot of the times we don't know what we don't know when we have a brain injury. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, your partner was pretty spot on there about, no, you can't use the chainsaw, sounds like. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I, I saw the silly meme on Facebook and a guy was trying to start a chainsaw with the, the blade between his legs when it just made me think of that. <laughs> right. Thanks, a lot can go wrong there. <laughs> a lot can go wrong. So Natalie, um, tell us a little more about your gardening. I know that gardening has yeah. been a huge huge part of your healing process for you. Yeah, it has been. I'd say, you know, being a mom and gardening have been two um, pillars in uh, in my healing journey. Um, you know, being a mom because there's a so we have to be on all the time and and then gardening because um, often people are told brain injuries you know, to do to do puzzles and to do all these cognitive exercises and to um, uh, like practice routine and and all these different pieces and and um, I don't know if I said do puzzles but that's also one and uh, and mm. and I'm and I I had an organic farm at the time and then I ended up being back in BC with my parents and brothers and sisters um organic vegetable and blueberry farm and uh. And even though gardening was really exhausting for me, I also noticed, like, it was really hard. So the kind of gardening I'm talking about is going out and weeding, you know, carrots, for example. And I noticed um, when I went out to weed the carrots, I actually couldn't tell a carrot top from the weed. Oh, yeah. It was really, really hard. And I was like, how is that possible that I can't tell a carrot top from the weeds? And part of my coming 
in moment of noticing uh, maybe I do have a brain injury. Like maybe what they're saying is right because I really should know. I, I grew up doing this. I should know this. And um, and so weeding the little, uh, the like the little, little plants when they first came in was just too, like I could do it for maybe five minutes and then I was exhausted, Amy. I was just done. And then um, what I learned is I could – more easily weed um, the, the carrot tops that were bigger because they're easier to tell apart from the weeds. And so I started to go over and help with the big weeding. And um, and then I planted flowers and dahlias. And I don't know if you know what dahlias are, but they're these big, beautiful, colorful yeah. bursts of sunshine. And um, when I planted them, uh, they are all labeled. They all have these different colors. And I couldn't like I could, when I was working on one plant, by the time I next went to the next plant, I couldn't remember the color that was behind me or beside me. And it was really frustrating. And I was like, how can I not remember that? Like, that's weird. And so that was probably in 2011. And um, so that was like, how many, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So like seven years post brain injury. Um, and then I noticed, Year after year, I just could do a little bit more, and I could remember a little bit more. And that was fascinating to me because not only does gardening require um, patience, it also requires executive functioning. It also connects us to the earth. It connects us to our food. It connects us to um, all those healthy microbes that are um, becoming part of our microbiome, which we're learning so much about right now, about our gut health and brain health connection. Uh, And so... There are so many layers um, to gardening being uh, like a a source of healing and a vehicle um, for like a, a therapy for me. And, you know, the other thing that was interesting, just really quickly, um, was sometimes I would go out and I'd have a really bad headache and I'd be like, oh, I don't think I actually have the capacity to weed because it takes so much mental energy. But then I was like, no, no, we just go just go and do what you can and just take it slow, you know, like don't, don't, don't push yourself, mm-hmm. just, just do what you can. And what I noticed is, is when I showed up like that, my headaches all often went away. Yeah. Which was fascinating to me. We so, we have a tendency to want to overdo it. We want to do what we had been able to do, even though we're injured. Right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, and I really learned that, um, that healing is really not always about fixing what we perceive to be broken. Yeah. 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 Because I mean, with a brain injury, go ahead, Amy. It sounds like you have a question. Oh, no, you go ahead. Okay. Um, I was going to say with a brain injury, um, If no one, some, someone hasn't experienced that before, a lot of us have had different illnesses or, um, you know, broken arm or bruises and, mm-hmm. or even, even emotion, you know, emotional heartache, like it, time heals. And um, one of the doctors who I saw said healing, healing from a brain injury defines slow motion. He said there's, he's, he's yeah. like, I work yeah. with, I specialize in, in femur, broken femurs and putting those back together. And that is the longest, that that's the bone that takes the longest to heal in the human body, especially when it's an adult. And he said, but, and I also work with people with brain injuries. And I can tell you that um, a slow healing femur is nothing compared to 
healing from a brain injury. And that really put some perspective on me too. And then it also helped me shift of um, to noticing that we all do the best we can with where we're at yeah. with what we know every time. Yeah, so true. Um, well, Natalie, we are just about out of time, but I would love to wrap up by asking you, you know, what your final final thoughts are for our listeners, your parting words of wisdom. Well, I think, thanks for asking me. I think two things. One is, as a brain injury survivor, if you're listening, I just want to invite you to literally, like, turn towards yourself and hold your hand and hold your heart and just know and trust that where you're at is is okay. And I what I mean by that mm-hmm. is like it's turn towards yourself like you would like hold yourself like you would your you know, your your pet best friend or your mom, your dad, your sister, your brother, or one of your children who's really, really, and you know, suffering and doing, and you can see that they're doing their best because I really believe that the more we can do that, the more we can give ourselves grace and compassion. And then the more we can give our caregivers and those around us grace and compassion. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the other thing that I want to invite caregivers. Uh, well, also, like, as brain injury survivors, I really think that our caregivers do the best they can, even when we feel like they're judging us really, really hard. They're just, they are, are doing the best they can. And we have to know that. And, um, and I think as caregivers, we need to, um, and I've been a caregiver to people with TBIs before, uh, we also need to turn towards them and know that they're doing the best they can. Because I can tell you, I had a brain injury in 1990, which I healed from. And um, and I can tell you that I also had um, a, a best friend and other people in my life who had brain injuries. And I wondered if they did something differently or did something, uh, worked a little harder at something, if they could have more success. And this brain injury has taught me that... Um, that healing is really not about fixing what we perceive to be broken, but meeting ourselves where we're at in this very moment, embracing who we are with love and compassion and grace and, and just holding that space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And such a good point about, you know, you had wondered, well, if they just try a little bit harder, could they, you know, if they push themselves a little more, would they have better success? And, you know, that's easy to judge from the outside, right? Um, and it is. When, you're, when you're the one on the inside, you're like, no, it doesn't work that way. And honestly, no two brain injuries are the same. No two recoveries no. are the same. So you can't, that's right. you just, you cannot judge. So that's great yeah. advice. Yeah, and just focusing on what you can do and do that mm-hmm. really well and to the best of your ability, you know, and just, and and miracles and um like openings and uh how do you say like our opportunities they that that's when they present themselves opportunities for you know relationships for healing for all sorts of different things so yeah i think that's another really big piece well natalie thank you so much for being here today and sharing with our listeners such such a wonderful conversation i really appreciate you taking the time to be here today yeah thanks amy it's been awesome to be here and um 
can I can I point people to my website to get a complimentary subscription of the magazine? Sure. Or to, yeah, it's it's health. Um, what's it? It's Heart and Soil Magazine. Uh, dot com, and you can get a complimentary subscription, and um, and I'm also giving away uh, free copies of my my Health in a Hurry book to um, to subscribers too, so they can get their hands on that. Awesome, and I just want to point out it's heart and soil, like the ground. Um, That's right. Not heart and soul. <laughs> That's right. So heart and soil. It's very clever. I love magazine. it. <laughs> Yeah, thank you yeah. so thank much, you, Natalie. Yeah, and thank, thank you, so you everyone, for listening. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode with Natalie Forsbauer. Um, and just another big thank you to our, our sponsor, Integrated Brain Centers. You can find them and schedule your free complimentary consultation with them at integratedbraincenters.com. And again, you can find all previous podcast episodes on most streaming platforms, such as iTunes, or you can go to facesoftbi.com. Also, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Zellmer. And remember to join Amy's TBI tribe on Facebook. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you for being a part of my journey. Have a great day, everyone. And I'll see you next time. <laughs>